Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And as usual, with the help you get from ASE Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, we'll uh, keep it running for you. In fact, uh, Dan is here this morning. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Have a good week since we spoke last. I did have a good week. Good, yeah. busy week. Yeah, busy folks. week. And, and, That's good. Uh, and the weather cooperated and made it comfortable working. Not much else to do, so you might as well work. Might as well do it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Dan Burns has been helping uh, our CCO listeners out for many years, 25, we figure, and counting. And if you have any kind of a car care question before you bring it into your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, you want to find out what the heck's going on, and you can tell that service writer, here's what Dan said. I think it might be this. Um, 651-989-9226 is the phone number. We have callers already, but there is a line open if you want to fill it. 651-989-9226 or do what some folks are already doing. Send Dan your text message. That number is 81807. 81807. You know, I want to ask you a question about uh, picking up vehicles for college kids or maybe returning home. But Ed in Roseville has been waiting. Let's uh, help Ed out right away. Good morning, Ed. Thanks for hanging on. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I have a, a particular problem with a 98 Chevy K2500. It's got a 5.7 liter, 4x4, and uh, 276,000 miles. The problem was a uh, the first turn of the key in the morning is fine, and it fires over. Uh, but the any subsequent starts you have to pump the pedal to get the, the truck to run. So I started with uh, te- checking the fuel pressure, and the pump was low. So I replaced the pump and then the filter, and we still had the problem. So I went next to the fuel regulator, and that's on the spider control inside the air manifold. So in short, I replaced <clears throat> the whole spider unit and then um, we still had the problem, so I went through all the sensors, including the mass airflow sensor and the temp sensor, and then I replaced the idle air. So the problem persists. So with all of that replaced <clears throat> um, and the sensors all clean and the idle air done, um, I had someone press on the accelerator cable while I turned the key and there was no response until I touched the pedal. So it seems, again, it's a, the cold start is fine, but any subsequent start, you have to depress the pedal or it'll just crank. All right, let's get Dan's uh, review of this. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's it's flooding when on the on the uh, after the first start in the morning that too much fuel is getting in there because when you put your put your foot on the accelerator pedal, what you're really doing is is letting more air in. So first thing I would want to do is confirm that. If you add air to the mixture and it starts right up, then you know that it's got too much fuel. And then the next question is, where is it getting too much fuel from? And uh, you've gone through the fuel injection system, 
and I can't think offhand anywhere anywhere else. Uh, that's an older vehicle that I I can't remember a lot about, yeah, unfortunately. Sure. <clears throat> but uh, it seems like somewhere it's getting uh, fuel introduced to it on the second and third and fourth starts uh, of the day. And uh, but but what you would what we would do if it was at our shop is we would put a bunch of test test equipment on for that second start. We would uh, you know put a fuel pressure gauge on it. One thing I would check and see is, is it maintaining fuel pressure? Is the, uh, is the pressure staying up like it's supposed to, or is it bleeding off? And if it's bleeding off, where is it bleeding off to? We'd have to find that. And then we put a spark indicator and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of tools on it, go and start the vehicle and see what's missing. And, uh, obviously something's missing. One of the, one of the main ingredients, fuel or spark or timing or, uh, compression, something's missing and on that second start, and we'd have to find out what that is. But I suspect that we have too much fuel, and you just have to figure out where that's coming from. And Ed sounds like he knows what he's talking it about. He does. He does and, sound like uh, it. But yeah. Ed is also in Roseville, and he's not that far from Lloyd's yeah. if he wants some professional help. Sure. So there you go, Ed. Thanks for the call. Uh, uh, I tell you what, Rich in Anoka is next here on CCO. Rich, you're on with Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Um, I got a little problem. I, I've had a 2002 Mustang GT for probably, I don't know, eight years, and we store it during the winter. And last winter, we went to start it up, and there was something caught with the anti-theft, and we couldn't get it to go. It turns over, but it seems like it's not getting gas. Well, then we tried the other key, and all of a sudden, it worked. Well, we've been online. We looked at YouTube. You know, you let it sit for 10 minutes. You know, turn the ignition on, let it sit for 10 minutes, then turn it on, lock the doors, unlock the doors. Man. This year we can't get the dang thing going. Any ideas? Well, and you, you think it, it's acting the same like it's, uh, like it's a theft deterrent problem? Well, that, that's what we're guessing. I mean, I, it, the same thing happened. You know, we stored it for, like I said, eight, nine years, and the first six or seven never fine. had a problem. The guy disconnects the battery, and then we reconnect the battery, and... I said, all of a sudden last year it wouldn't start. It turns over. It seems like it wants to go. It just doesn't seem like it's getting any gas. And then we kind of Googled it, YouTubed it, and they make it sound like it's the anti-theft. Well, after a little bit of time last year, just, you know, 15, 20 minutes of trying a couple things, we tried the other key, and all of a sudden it, like, fired up. Yeah. And all of a sudden this year, <laughs> yeah. I can't get her going. I don't know what's going on. I stuck in my garage now. We had to push it up the hill and park it in the garage. Yeah. Well, I would I would start with the same advice I gave the last caller is let's do some testing and see what's missing. Are we missing spark? Are we missing fuel injector pulse? Are we missing fuel pressure? And then I would do a little bit of research and find out uh, with the theft deterrent what is it? What does that choose to turn off? It might turn off fuel, might turn off spark, might turn off all of it. I'm I'm not sure, but I would uh, would check that out. And then with our diagnostic equipment that we have on a vehicle, you know, relatively new in O2, uh, that has, is, is, has computer technology. So we can get into the theft deterrent system and see what's going on and see if, see if it is recognizing the, the keys. And so uh, um, if, you, if you want to do some of the testing on yourself to see what's missing and then do some more Google search and see what's if that's related to the theft deterrent, that's a good idea. And uh, and uh, if it turns out to be that, that it is accurately the theft deterrent system, 
Uh, there is, um, you know, uh, lock key guys, the lock companies nowadays, the, the automotive-related lock companies can come out and reprogram that stuff for you so it would save you a tow and so forth if you want oh. to go right at your house so that's a good idea uh, that might be if it turns out to be the theft deterrent maybe uh maybe checking that out uh, would be a good idea too very good rich thanks for the call dan we need to take a quick break here keep in mind uh, i should remind our listeners that uh, dan will be here till just about seven forty-five. so don't wait if you have a car care question call it in or text it in and uh, dan will help you out and good uh, morning to you, 725 Central Time. We're in the midst of our car care show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Grand old day. It was on, it was off, it was on. Now it's on. We're on. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But where's where's Lloyd's located well, in reference? Right there. To right there where Grand old day right. is going to be. So, uh, yeah, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria, right in the heart of Grand old day. And, uh, you know, while Grand Old Day doesn't do much for me, it's it's a good part of the Grand Avenue brand. So yeah. So I'm glad they got it straightened That's out. That's good. I, I, am, I am too. So, yeah. But where, where, where exactly are you located? 982 Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give a call this morning at 651-228-1316. Excellent. You can also call Dan here. Or text Dan if you have any kind of a car or truck issue, van issue, 651-989-9226, text 81807. Keep in mind, Dan will be here for about another 15 minutes or so, so don't wait if you do have a uh, a question. Uh, Text came in early uh, this morning, Dan. Uh, Newer cars with, uh, yeah, I've, I've wondered about this too, with running lights. When the turn signal is turned on, why does the running light next to it Turn off. Yeah, I don't know why it does that. I, it visibility, mu- maybe? Yeah, it must yeah, be a visibility safety-related thing, but I've noticed that on the, the Jeeps do that. And the I've Audis noticed, and again, the higher-end cars, right. but now a lot of other cars are doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I think it's just probably that uh, if you turn off the other light, and, you know, with technolo- or with computer technology, it's so easy to program all that stuff in and have all that yeah. do that. Without computers, that's a wiring nightmare. <laughs> I bet <laughs> so, it is. Uh, but now nowadays it's easy to do that. And I suppose if they turn off the running light and turn the turn signal on, it just makes it way more visible if the, if the, uh, if the running light is not yeah. outlining the turn signal light. Yeah. And it would be nice if some Minnesota drivers would actually use turn signals. Well, and look at how, look at how uh, we're talking about it. So it works, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It, it yeah. catches your eye and it it's does. like, well, that looks different. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's uh, grab uh, Scott, who's calling from uh, Buffalo. Scott, you're on CCO with Dan. Hey, Dan. First-time caller, long-time listener. Thank you. Um, so my 2011 Kia, uh, yesterday the the lights, the taillights on the back would not shut off. It's not the whole taillight, just the center of them on both sides. I, I started the car. I stopped the car. I put it in gear, reverse everything, turned all my knobs, um, I had some other odd things yesterday. I'd turn on my blinker. My cruise control would shut off. Um, so just some weird things going on. The only way to get those lights to shut off was disconnecting the battery. Yeah. You know, uh, you just said cruise control, which uh, and turn signals and uh, that stuff. One place that stuff is all related is in the uh, multifunction switch, which is your turn signal switch. The head, I, I believe the headlights are right there too, aren't they? As part of that switch, 
they are. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's actually a pretty common fail item. And believe it or not, not all that complicated to replace. It looks ominous to get at because of all that plastic around it. But if you, you know, with three or four or five uh, screws, you can get that plastic out of the way. And then oftentimes it's just a one or two screws that hold that multifunction switch in and you simply unplug it and replace it. And uh, I, I'm pretty, I'm, that would certainly be where I would start uh, diagnosing it is at that multifunction switch. And one thing that you could do if you can get at it easily is just unplug it. If you unplug that multifunction switch and, and all of the lights go off, then I think you can feel pretty confident that the problem's in that switch. All right. Very good. Thank you, Scott, for the call. Dan, when we come back, let's talk about uh, trying to find a, a used vehicle for that college student. Oh, that sounds great. I'm in, that. I'm in that mode. Are you in the market? <laughs> yeah, no, all right, you'll have to tell us about that. Yeah. All right, hang on, Dan Burns. We'll have another about 12, 15 minutes with uh, Car Care here on CCO. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, answering your questions. All right. I don't want to forget about our texters either, Dan, uh, so let's get back to uh, more of them. Oh, we're getting more as we uh, as we even speak here. All right. Let's see where I left off. Uh, here's one. We'll be traveling from Connecticut to Minnesota, 2002 Grand Prix. ABS light came on and off. Second time stayed on. Also traction light for that trip to store. Has not happened again. One tire was 12 pounds low. Not sure if that was corrected before or after the lights. Please advise. I don't know if that helps you or not. Is well, that... uh, with with regards to the trip, I think uh, no matter what, with the with regarding the ABS, it's especially this time of year, it would be safe uh, if the light's not on now and nobody's able to diagnose it. And you know, if you're in the middle of your trip and the ABS light comes on you don't have to be concerned because the hydraulic portion of the brake system will still work fine. It's just the anti-lock portion that will be disabled. And they do that for uh, safety reasons. They don't want it engaging when it's not supposed to. So when they get a trouble code relating to the ant- or to the brakes, they turn off the ABS system. And so that's what they've done is, uh, is turn on the light, turn off, disable the system, so that you can safely drive it. So I would not be concerned for your trip. I think it'll be just fine. Okay, very good. Uh, Let's see. Uh, 2003 old silhouette was leaking coolant, added some coolant, and leaking stopped. But temperature varies greatly when running. Thermostat or water pump or both, do you think? Yeah, I think it might still be low on coolant. Uh Cars are really tricky. You know, when we do a cooling system flush or, or, uh, or replace a component and the cooling system gets empty, uh, they're really difficult to get full again. You have to run them up to temperature and let them cool down and then, you know, uh, use special funnels. And there's a whole bunch of tricks that we use. But if, if the if the temperature is varying greatly, I think more than likely it's still low on coolant. So I would uh, I would check that. All right. Now let's get back to uh, the, the topic of the day we're finally getting around to. You said you're in the market to help. One of your grandkids, right? Yeah, two of my grandkids, two actually. Ha- Hallie and Dylan. Dylan, uh, my 16-year-old grandson, just got his driver's license. Uh-huh. Well, so he's in the market for a car. And uh, Hallie, my oldest granddaughter, is is uh, just finishing college, and she needs a summer car. So, uh, And I thought, well, there we go. That's uh, it's. I'm in that world, and I think a whole bunch of us are in that world. Yeah. So how do you find a car? And once you find a car, what do you do? Yeah, you know, how do you how do you know what? Talk it, us what, through that. Well, I, find a car is is 
you know, they, of course, the kids have been searching all through the internet and and Craigslist and all that sort of stuff. So they have a couple that they've zeroed in on, and everybody in my family knows the rule is you don't uh, buy a car until Papa Dad gets a chance to look at it. So. Uh, that's what we do. We we find a car that we're interested in that seems like it'll meet our budget and our needs, and then we bring it into the shop and take a look at it and see what we're what we're getting and what what we need to do to deal with uh, to get through the summer. And of course, Hallie's goal is to use it for the summer and get most of her money back at the end of the summer because when she goes back to college, she can't take it. The parking too is too expensive. Isn't so, that true? Yeah. So. But for whether you're looking for your kids or grandkids or yourself, right. still a good idea to ask the, the owner, the current owner, if you can get it checked out. You right? absolutely have to have a used car inspected. Uh, you guys, a, you guys do that all the time. We do it every day, yeah. There, you just have to have it inspected by a professional so that you know what you're getting, you know that it's safe, and you need to be sure that you're not buying a problem. You know, you spend a couple thousand dollars on a on a vehicle, well, if it needs three thousand dollars worth of work, you didn't do so well on it. Yeah, so I should say you need to you need to know that it's that it's going to be a good car for you. Dan will be here for about another six seven minutes if you want to call in. Otherwise, we'll uh, talk some text. That text number eight one eight zero seven. Here's one: What causes a steering wheel to shake at speeds from sixty to seventy miles an hour? Well, most commonly, it's a tire. Uh, people always bring, drop the vehicle off in the. Uh, you know, at at the shop and say, I need an alignment on my car. My steering wheel is shaking. And I'll just tell you that alignment will rarely cause a vehicle to shake. Uh, more often when it, when the steering wheel shakes at a certain speed, it's that the tire is way out of balance or the tire has lost its shape, uh, meaning that the tire is starting to come apart. Or the, uh, with all the potholes that we had this winter, perhaps the rim itself has gotten bent. And that causes a shake, but but rarely is it alignment. Most likely, it's a tire or a wheel. So that would be the first thing you guys. That's for sure. And would, it, we, it's work. easy for us. We take the tires off and put them on our spin balance machine, and you can immediately see which tire is causing the trouble. All right, here's another text uh, on our 2003 Toyota Rav4. When coming to a stop, the ABS activates. How do we find out what's causing that? Uh, you'll probably have to bring that in and have me find that for you. <laughs> what, I, what we do is we hook up our computer equipment to it to the ABS system and see which one of the at at that very slow speed, which one of the wheels is getting uh, a false signal or losing a signal. Commonly, it's a it's the sensor itself or it's the reluctor wheel that that uh, has cracked or uh, but but something's not reading correctly when it's slowing down like that and. Uh, it won't set a code because the system thinks it's working correctly. It thinks one of the wheels isn't turning the right speed, and that's why it's applying the ABS, but uh, but one of them is sending false information. I'm trying to think back this hour, Dan, when we had a caller, and I'll tell you why. I'm wondering which is referencing the problem. Because texters, we always get help from the listeners. Yeah, I appreciate right? yeah. that. And this texter just said this. Try replacing the battery in the key fob. And I'm trying to think what problem. Oh, was that's, that? a, that's good. That, that That's actually 1001. That's a great place to start. We were talking about somebody who's having trouble starting the car. Uh, um, after storage? Is after that the one? storage. Okay. And their one key worked and the other key did not work. So that's that's actually a great idea. And I'm sorry I 
skipped the first step is, yes, put new batteries in the key fob and see if that takes care of it. That's a great answer. And maybe some uh, listeners who didn't mention, I tried this the other day, as a matter of fact. I should have done it more often. But you recommended uh, don't just use the fob forever. You know, use that key yeah. to kind of exercise the door locks. Right. I have another tip that oh, as, long all right. as long as we're on the on sure. the topic of if you're if you get in your car, if you've neglected changing the battery in your key fob for far too long and the car will not start. Mm. Uh if you look in your owner's manual, there's a way to start the car with a dead key fob. There is. In other words, if you hold the key fob in the right spot on the dash right near the push switch or somewhere it'll tell you where to hold it huh the car will actually read the key fob even if the battery's dead i had no idea so, yeah so if ever you get stuck uh there's a trick that you can you can uh take you can very interesting get the car going uh 2003 mountaineer timing chain is out Two hundred thousand miles on it. Should I junk it? Well, that's getting there. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big big job. Sixteen uh, year old car. Yeah, it's a big big job, and you know that's hard to assess. The rule of thumb that I use for uh, whether somebody should fix their car or not, and of course I'm in the business of encouraging people to fix their cars, but sure. but uh, you know if if the car is going to have a three or four thousand uh, dollar repair bill, which which surprisingly is not uncommon anymore. Uh, I just tell I, what I say is, well, if you could buy that car all for, all fixed up for three or four thousand dollars, would you do that? And in most cases, people would buy the car if it was all fixed up. So that would be my answer. Look at the rest of the car. If the tires are good and the brakes are good and the body's good and the suspension's good, then spending that kind of money on it is probably does make sense uh, if you're going to have a good engine at the end of the deal. Texture wants to know roughly how much does it cost to get a used car uh, checked out before buying it? Um, I don't know. what we. I, no. I bet we charge I think you, about I've heard $70 once. or $80. Something, something, like, something like that, like I think. That. Yeah. yeah, it's not the end of the world and it's worth it. Oh, well worth it. I, we always give you a list of negotiable items, uh, repairs that it will need that you'll get your money back from the seller. Yeah. So <laughs> what exactly I know you, our time is limited here, but what ex- exactly is, is uh, what do you guys look at? What do you check out when the- well, we have a big long list that we a check whole out. long list, yeah, all the safety stuff, the expensive repair stuff. We look for leaks and drips and sure. loose components, tires, brakes, all that sort of stuff. All right. So, yeah. all right, and how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's again? Well, the best way is come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, right in the heart of Grand Avenue in, in St. Paul. Uh, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give call this morning, 651-228-1316. Now, you're open today for what? We are open today till noon. Yeah. Till noon. All yeah. right. Who's on duty there now? Uh, I think Jim's in charge today. All right, Jim is. All yeah. right. Very good. Dan, we'll see you one week from today. Sounds good. Good hunting for the uh, used vehicles now. Thank you. All right. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.